Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Mike Watts. <laughs> See, I said Today... it slower for you this time. I came in quicker, but then slowed it down for you, Aiden. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like I like the tempo change. Um, today we're uh, going to be talking about work and life balance, piggybacking off of last week's episode where we talked about anger. Uh, the trigger to that conversation was this concept of work and life balance. Mike and I have been experiencing some of this ourselves, and we want to share what we are going through and dive into the concept of work and life balance. I think it's definitely something that is talked about a lot more recently in the last five years, at least, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older, but than ever before. So especially now that everyone, a lot of people are working remotely from home. So I think that's a big thing too. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to actually do it I think, I mean, unless we get sidetracked in the next four to five minutes, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that this is the goal for today. <laughs> How are you doing, Mike? Sidetracks, always possible. It's possible. Uh, but, you know, I just, I re- shared some things with you before we started recording that I will not share with the public consumption of this moment <laughs> in time. So I would say, you know, just hanging in there, like just, you know, making it through the day to be completely honest with everyone listening here. Um, mm. It has been a very tough transition with our six-year-old since we moved to Miami, mm. and that continues. And so it really, it, it's hard, you know. And so Kate and I are doing the work we need to do. We're meeting with like a parenting expert person that help us because I know it plays off us. Mm-hmm. So we're part of the issue in this situation. But yes, it's a little, it's weighing, it's, it's the point where I'm like, I'm up in the morning and I know my kid is going to wake up in the next hour and I'm like, oh, Marty dreading <laughs> that situation. So not a great way to start off the day, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I do my meditation, my breathing and stuff and then read and, but I'm also like, oh great. I got an hour before she starts come bugging me about crap. So, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's what's really on my plate. And my parents show up today. They're staying for a couple of days. I'm going to the Tom Petty movie tonight, which I'm really excited nice. about. Nice. And uh, yeah, my wife and I, we're going on a date night to see Trevor Noah on Friday. And then we're staying in a hotel, which I have to book today. So we get a night away to decompress, mm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Looking forward to that. And, um, just had a, I, overall life's going pretty well. Like I'm happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which things are going. So that's good. How about you? I'm good. Um, definitely better since our last chat. Uh, and I hear you and just, I think it ties into today's topic for me, which is I feel overall life is good. And there are little things that can send me kind of down a spiral to hell, so to speak. And sometimes I know when they're going to happen. I'm like, oh, man, like you were saying, kind of like in the next hour, the spiral is going to begin. And then sometimes it's just like out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, buckle up because we're we're going down, people. Um, Yeah. So. So, but other than that, like, I feel pretty good. I feel like our chat last time, last episode was really helpful for me. So thanks for like holding that space for me. And that anger actually came back up on Monday. And then I I felt like it finally let go. I feel like I finally just let go of the anger and I feel so much better. And it was progressive for me in my life to not have to 
hold on to that because that's like holding on to the past and wishing something was going to be different when I can't change the past. So now I feel like I have like a clear vision into the future and I can just be like, fuck you and move on. Right. That's, I mean, listen, you know, I don't feel like I have to be like, I think sometimes people think healed means that we're just, when we see the person, we're like, oh, I have so much forgiveness for you and, and blah, understanding and this and that. And I feel like I have understanding and I do forgive. And you also, due to your actions, this other person's actions, like you fuck shit up in my life in a big yeah. way. And I'm allowed to still also hold both. I'm allowed to hold that you had things going on and I, I understand that aspect and you fucked a lot of shit up. So right. holding both of them, I feel very equal in my balance of like, I think before the, the you fuck shit up was really heavy. And now I've kind of released some of that and I've let some of the forgiveness come in. And now I feel very equal. It's like, I forgive you. You're good. And I'm not ever going to work with you again. <laughs> I've learned right. a new There's boundary. There's a trust factor. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. We actually had something very similar happen to me last week mm. where an old employee wrote me an email after like three years and did this whole explanation why they were upset with the situation. And I was like, you know, and then the capper was the, uh, the sentence in the last paragraph. It's like, this is not a blame or a shame towards anyone. I'm like, your entire email is blaming us as the company. Like you can't say that crap, you know? And I got done and I was just like, my response, I tried to be as, because initially, like, you want to, the, the, it's just like, this is crap. Like, what? And then I'm like, that's not helpful, right? So let's actually process these emotions. Let's get it out. And I was like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry your experience happened. You know, and I wish you the best with everything that's there. This is not the intention of us running our company. And we do a really good job. I think Kate and I do a very good job being open with people, our team, being transparent, uh, being upfront, telling people where find- things are. Do you find that most people outside of this individual do agree with all the things you're saying about how you guys run I the company? I think so. Good. But it's tough when you're let go, you know, or downsized, because we went into a pretty bad financial situation in 2018, and that's where we had to let a bunch of teams go. And we went mm-hmm. into like $150,000 in debt. So it was, we had a bunch of team members go. And when your livelihood's attached to a company, just think about people that get laid off from a job, right? It's like, that's what it is, you know? And they're yeah. been with a company for 30 years. I mean, I watched this at Philip Morris when I was walking people out the door that were there for 29 years. And it's like, sorry, you got to go. And it's like, your livelihood is attached to this career, or this person or yeah. this idea. And as the business owner, you have to make tough decisions. And that sometimes, because it's our company, right? Like, so we're going to do the best that's for our life. And we have to be a little selfish sometimes. And it's a little hard. But there's a lot of times also we're going outside of ourselves to not be selfish. But nobody see, you know, people don't see it that way either. Mm-hmm. But as, and so it's, you have to make some difficult decisions. And at the end of it, I was just like, I said some things after I sent the email to myself. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like I'm going to be civil with this person if we ever run into each other. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like I'm going to avoid or be awkward, but I know my level of transparency with them. There's a wall up for sure. And that won't be coming down anytime soon. You know, it's just like, okay, you're over there. You're on that side of the wall. We can be civil to each other in the world. And, but that's it. Like, that's all you're going to get from me. 
mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, line um, in the sand, isn't that what it is? Like you draw yeah. a line in the sand, like. And if we come back well. and have a conversation later, and we talk things out, which is great, but it's still there's always going to be, like there won't be business that's done in that level anymore because it's not the people. Um, you know, and it could have been handled differently, which of course it always can. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. that's part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel the same way. I think most time when things break, it's usually, usually it's a clean break. If it is, you sit down and you have a conversation and it's hard and it sucks, but you have, I think when you have, when both people are allowed the space to show up, then you, it's like, that sucks. Okay. Moving on. Right. Like I've, right. I've worked with other people and it, it hasn't worked out and I think some of those people I would totally work with again because we sat down and had a clean, it was a clean cut, a clean break that made sense. That was each person could see the other person's point of view and all of those things. And then I have some people who like this individual, like, it's like, okay, that's fine. As my, as, as I was saying, when I was growing up, me and my friends would just be like, okay, see you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. Yeah, exactly. And I would say just like if you're in a situation like this too, like if anybody's, cause I've been let go from a job, you know, it, I was, you know, fired, I don't know, fired or downsized our company, our factory shut down. Um, the thing that did not, that was the most upsetting in this email, there was no personal responsibility on this person's end at all, you know? And that was part of the issue when they were actually one reason that this people, the couple of these people were let go because of this case. So I think if you're in a situation that's like this as well, and you're upset, it's also be, be, you know, look at yourself and to be like, how did, what did I contribute? You don't have to like spend hours on it, but it's like (laughs) actually having some actual accountability because it's like the people that you say are in the road, they never have good relationships, right? With they're dating. And they're like, this person had the problem, this person had the problem. This I'm like, well, there is one person that's in common theme with everyone here, right? Like, right. there is, you know, it's like with my kids, like, it's the same thing. I'm the one that's common between my two children, right? And then with Kate in, in the self, like in our family. And so I think as, especially in a business's, business life and world and work, there has to be a reflection of personal accountability and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the e- when the email really got me. I'm like, dude, you like are taking zero responsibility for this. You know, like <laughs> that you're here too. And I own my piece, right? As the company, we're in charge. What everything that happens inside of the organization is up on us. You know, like we are responsible for that. So but yeah. I think that's where you figure out if you're gonna work with that person ever again. A hundred percent. Right. Um in uh, you know, neither one of us are like, again, like if you saw this person down the street, I would be like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And yeah. I would, it would be very clear that like, <laughs> we're, I'm civil. And that's as yeah, far as exactly. <laughs> like, we're not right. friends, but hi, right. how are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't call me, right. but I hope you have a good life. <laughs> right. Don't call changed. me to tell me that. You're not getting back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and I think all of this, you know, can also comes back to this concept of like responsibility, right? Like what are you, mm-hmm. what's your, how are you responsible for how you handle yourself and you're responsible for owning up to, as you said, there, you know, I, I always hear it as like, there's two, there's 50 and 50 in all relationships. So 
if you acted some kind of way, the other person had their own way and it, it worked together. And when I think about that and our topic of work and life balance, and I think about the word responsibility, it ties really closely to me personally when I think about work-life balance, because when I look at my work, I think it's all my responsibility. And then when I look mm-hmm. at my life, I think that's it's all my all responsibility, responsibility too. <laughs> yeah. So how do I get all of these things to flow together? Where if I don't feel like I'm succeeding in either one, I feel not good enough. Like, mm. like in fatherhood, it's like, oh, I'm not doing what I feel like my standard of fatherhood should look like, then I must not be a good father. Or I'm mm. not doing what my business or my career or whatever that is, isn't to up to par to what I expect to be at, then I must not be good enough at that thing that I'm trying to do. Right. And so then I tend to try to rev up both sides. Right. Like, okay, we'll spend more time with Antler and I'll spend more time on work. Meanwhile, there is no more time to give out. And I think that for me is where I start to just really, it just, I just picture like a pot of just like overflowing. Like you ever put milk on the stove? Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm just, sure everybody can visualize a pot overflowing. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Regardless just like, of the substance, but yes. Well, I think of it more of like, when I think yeah, that is true, that's a true statement. Uh, yeah. But I think more of it, like when a pot overflows, it's not like you just turn it down and now you're good. Like I think when I was visualizing, because I was a pastry chef for seven years, when the cream would overflow, it would, it could it's a mess. take, it, yeah, it's a mess, and it could put out the pilot light. It can get into everything else. Like it takes forever to clean up. You've got to take apart the whole stove. Like it's not fun because then that milk get you know can burn and all of these things so i feel like that's what happens in my life is when the pot overflows everything goes awry and now i don't i have to start cleaning up things that weren't even part of this mess and i think that's why i was like i got it and that makes more sense yeah 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 so because now you got to clean the stove you got to clean the grate you got to clean the floor you got to clean yeah so the floor could be you know your wife it's taken yeah yes Yep, yes, exactly. That's exactly it. So I think for me, when we when we were talking about doing this topic, um, we kept you and I, I think both said there's just not enough hours in the day or something along those lines. Like if I could just get two more hours, just if I could just find two more hours in the day, that would be amazing. Agreed. How many, so where are you at? That's kind of where I'm at. I'm just just, looking at my- I was just giving all of us a couple minutes of of pausing and silence um, to get that time back. I would say mine ebbs and flows in a way, but I definitely, I'm feeling more that right now. You know, Mm. it's feeling as I, because now, you know, I actually left, so the company that Kate and I started, I left it doing the day-to-day operations and stuff over a year ago now, right? And since then, it was helping her a lot with shipping planners, and then I got really sick in January of this year, and then so all my time was pretty much to my healing, 
right? It was like, that was my full-time job. Like 50 hours a week was worked on healing myself. And then we went back to Maine and then I spent that whole time, pretty much we got this podcast going. I got my consulting stuff written out. And then I basically um, was selling our house, like all the stuff. So then when we showed back up in Florida, it really turned into a lot of my consulting stuff. This podcast ramped up. We started launching it, right? So my work has really picked up than it mm. was a couple of years ago. And so I'm in this weird dynamic where Kate was pretty much the primary worker at the moment for about a year or so. And then I felt more of the primary parent role. And now we're moving into this new situation where we're both working and we're both navigating this childcare situation and we're both bo in the house situation as well. And so I'm like, where do I find time for myself in this? And I feel myself in the morning because then I joined a co-working space. So I'm like, I got to get there early because I got to get a table. Because if I can't get a table, because I like to work in a certain layout, like I like to bring my monitor with me and haul that sucker. And then it's like, I'm like, that's not good either. Because now I'm like rushing to get to work just so I can get a table. Mm -hmm. So it allows like it's not flexible. Right. And so the world is flexible, but I'm operating this very rigid, rigid structure. And I'm wondering, like for me, that's where I'm at now. And I can see it boiling up as you your boiling pot my boiling moment is my skin at this moment because it's not fully clear mm. and i have i have really two spots on my arms and i can feel when they start to like they start to tingle like they, they're like we're here hello dee, dee, dee. are you gonna pay attention and start calming yourself down or else we're gonna mm. get all nasty you know like type thing mm. and mm -hmm. i can see i can feel it on my arm and then when i feel that i'm like okay just relax like things are there but i'm definitely in the place right now where i'm like trying to get you know the consulting off the ground which is happening and it's great but also it's like, where do I put this time? Cause now I'm making a little bit longer commitment with some people I'm looking consulting with. And I'm like, okay, how's that work? Cause I'm looking at it from a money perspective and then time perspective. And then how's that balance it? So I don't have an answer to your, you know, I don't have the solution, but it's things I'm noticing things. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I feel very clear about how I'm showing up as a dad. Like I feel complete there. I don't feel like I need, I want less time with my children than more. You know, like hands down, like just, I want like a week away. Like that's, I want that much time off. Like, I don't want to see you for a week, like get away. <laughs> so if there's a consulting client that needs me to come away for a week, we can definitely schedule that in there. That would be amazing. Are you, are you um, trying to, are you trying to plan that out? Like, listen, I'm yeah, doing right a now, weekly I'm, deal. There's a deal right now. It, I'm putting it to the universe. Yeah. First class travel, five-star hotel. I'll come help you for a week. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll come you know, to you. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. Sunny, definitely sunny beach, like the whole thing. Private. If you got a private jet and want to fly me out, perfect. You know? <laughs> so um, that's like where I'm at now, where it's from a dad perspective, I don't really ever feel that kind of guilt, I guess you could say, because a lot of people feel the guilt. Yeah. For me, it's not, it's about the learning of how to interact with my kids better because like mm. what we're doing now is not working. So what mm. I have to do is change, which also adds another level of thought to it. Right. Instead of just being with the kids. Yeah. So, 
so with work, I feel like a little bit pulled in that direction. And then I think just, I mean, relationships are complicated in themselves. You know, being in a marriage is freaking complicated. It's hard. There's mm-hmm. a lot of dynamics that play into that. So it's like, how do we navigate? Because if it's so stressful with our kid, like that's affecting the dynamic between Kate and I. Because we're so exhausted by the end of the day. Like even last night, she just came over and just like cuddled with me before we fell asleep. And I was like, this is nice. You know, it was like five minutes and it was not even maybe like three. But I was like, this is nice. It's like rebuilding. So we try at the end of the day is like kind of rebuilding that connection because we are pulled in different directions. So I don't believe in the balance. I think that whole thing is a lie. hundred percent. You know, it's like it doesn't actually there's no such thing as balance um, to me. Like there's not going to be this 50 50 split where we feel. Because, like, if I take somebody that's the expert of their craft in their life, you know, they're dedicating the majority. What comes to mind is this guy, Matt Frazier, who was the five-time champ at the CrossFit. He was the champ CrossFit champion five times in a row. Or five times total. I don't, maybe not in a row. But he, he, him and his partner, they decided they're dedicating until he feels like it's time to, for, to move on. They dedicated their life to for to support him, you know. So he was like, if you think about out of whack, he was a little bit out of whack because everything revolved around him. Right. And but he knew at that point that's not going to last forever. So they made a decision together, like that's where we're going to go. And so I think those conversations could be helpful. And Kate and I have not really had those conversations since we moved to Miami yet about like how's this going to work. Like let's actually okay. get it. I think as we're coming to the end of October, we're almost here for two months it's a good time to dive into those conversations. Cause I think as if you're at home with somebody, we always just kind of map it out. I don't know what you and Jenny Lee do, but Kate mm-hmm. and I kind of break down the roles and responsibilities. Who's responsible for what. And now that we've been here for two months, almost we kind of got an understanding of what needs to happen here and how that's going to work. So I think that will ease because both of us feel a little bit of pulled in these different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes, you know, I honor that as well because we relocated our whole life to a new situation. Um, yeah. Do you guys do any of that? Like, do you talk about that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So the last time we kind of had that conversation was when Antler started going back, going to school. So in how's that going? Late, by the way, really good. He's like thriving. The teachers love him. He's like. You know, he's really, I feel like he's, it's interesting because he'll come back and have sayings that I've, we've never said. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess you learned that from your teacher or from someone else or, right? Or or out of nowhere, they, they start telling you a story. And if yeah. you don't listen, then you miss what goes on. Because when your kid first comes home from school and you say, how was school? They say, good. What'd you do? I played great yeah and that's it that's all they have to say that's there's it not, there's no right that's it. but then last night we were i don't even know i think we were like i forget what we were even doing and all of a sudden he just takes his pencil and he shoves it into his belly and he's like ah oh, and he says something about how like asher you know asher pushed him and he pushed asher and then asher shoved this thing into his belly and we're trying to get clear like did you shove it into Asher's belly or did Asher shove it into your belly? Right. Cause I, the, the communication isn't quite there and articulated right. yes. properly. Yeah. 
Somebody's and shoving some, something in somebody's somebody, belly. Right. Somebody, people are pushing, the, yeah. and then and then apparently someone else pushed someone else. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, was there a brawl that I like I'm unaware of? But I mean, you know, it's never the teacher will let you know if it's like something serious. It's but, a problem, right? Yeah. Usually, it's just like they're just learning. It's just like they push them, you get yeah. pushed. Ruby came you know. home one day and he said, Lucene, there's like, I think it's Lucene, but I don't know. She gives us names all the time. That's not accurate. Yeah. She used right. to say, she used to say like, Roberto, Roberto's here. So I went to school and I'm like, who's this Roberto kid? There go. There's no Roberto that's here. There's Pedro. And I was like, oh, okay. That must be it. But she came right. home one day. She goes, Lucene is my friend. She hits people. Like, that's what she said. I was like, this is amazing. Right. Like, uh, and like you like at a different mo you, you can't ask too many questions at least yeah. for for Andler. like once i started asking questions he's like i'm not here for an interrogation like we're no. moving on so i always just like i try to emphasize like go into it with them i'm like oh yeah. he did this and he's like yeah you did this right um, and then this happened i'm like oh like this and he's like no like this i'm like oh okay uh which this is something is i'm learning yeah this is good but yeah yeah mm -hmm. But schools, it's going good. It's going really good. He really enjoys it. It's been so great for for myself to focus on my work while he's not here, and and Jay and Lee has had so so going back to having this conversation of responsibility of like who's responsible for what within the family dynamic within the household, and Jay and Lee and I have had to have that conversation when he went to school, and so it, it's been a very clear expectation that Jay and Lee is doing nothing, potentially nothing until the end of the year, just to like mm. have some months of recovery from being full time, taking care of Antley for the last, you know, almost three years. And it's been really good because now I'll see that she's sleeping and it's like 1130 in the afternoon and she's asleep. And I think if we hadn't had that conversation, I would be like, what are you doing? Like right. I'm working, I'm working, like I'm working so you could sleep all day. Right. Like the, those thoughts, but she's like, yes, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. And so, uh, that's been really good. And yeah, so it's just very clear who's doing what, like what roles and responsibilities are mine, what roles and responsibilities are hers, what the weekends look like. It's been very helpful for us to get into a routine and not expect anything from the other person. And if the other person does do something that's out of the norm, it's like, Oh, like, thanks so much for doing the dishes. Like that's not your responsibility. And I acknowledge that you did it outside of your responsibility. So thank you. And that's been really good. And when I think back to also the statement of this 50, 50, I don't, I, where did that even come from? Like, I'm really curious who said 50% of like work and life. So work is 50% and life is 50%, which I think is a disaster anyway, because your life consists of so many different aspects and your work is just one thing. Yes. So your work really gets a shit ton more percentage than everything else in your life. And then when I look at the work week, it's like you work five days and you're off for two. How is that 50, 50? That's like right. 75, 25. Um, so, so, so yeah, I mean, like even last week when I was trying to schedule, so this is a great example. So last week I scheduled some time to go play top golf, right? That was Did the, you go? the thing. Oh wait, no, no so when it's is tomorrow. That? It's tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I can't go. 
<laughs> Why? Because I'm working on, I have a bunch of projects in the works yep. and we have an editor who's working on this pilot of a show that um, I'm working on and the editor can, has to stop November 8th. They have a new contract that they're a part of. So they exclusive to that contract. So they can't help us pass that. So we have to get in all of these little, little details between now and pretty much like midnight, November 7th, so to speak. And my producer called me yesterday and was like, Hey, and I was like, Oh yeah. Can, can we do, can we hop on a call on Thursday? And he's like, no, we need to talk today. I was like, okay, I guess I have to find the time to talk. And then he was like on Thursday, we need to record it because we need to get it to him be you know, pretty much by the end of the day, Thursday, so he can start right. rolling it into the pilot. And I'm, so he, immediately he says, what about noon? And that's exactly the time I put in. And I'm like, okay, sure. So we put it so in. You had and a it, moment to make a decision of what's going to happen. Yep. Right. And I could, like, and in, I really feel like so, at so many things that I'm working on, it used to all be me. So everything I was doing was me and I could change right. the time and I could change. And now it's not right with you in this podcast. It's like, well, Mike's not free at that time. And you said nine. So it had like, get it together. Be a nine. This other person like, right. So, so all of these things are not affecting me. This other incident that I was talking earlier with the individual who left the, another project that was on this editor's project timeline so everything is not in my control not everything but a lot of things are on joint timeline so having to find that time that works for all people involved yep and then i'm just like great now i have to like now so now i'm gonna try to move it ahead because i still have this chunk in the morning i still have this like hour and a half in the morning so i'm like okay i'm gonna move it up and now no one gets that time and it, it it was hard because a part of me felt a part of me a righteous part of me was like you should tell them that that's your time and you can't make exceptions and right so there was this righteous part then there was this uh, embarrassed part of like having to tell you because then there's like oh my gosh what's Mike gonna say he's gonna judge me he's gonna be like you should have stood your ground this is your right right and then there's this other part of me that's like listen like this is the time. This is the time it's at. This is the time it's available. It's due at, you know, tonight, that night on Thursday. So like, you know, shut up and get it done and find another fucking time to go play golf. Right. Um, so those are a lot of, a lot of different voices mm -hmm. and none of them seem very nice. Right. <laughs> They're like, not nice. They're scared. And it, to me, it just reflects that I have, no control of of quote unquote work life balance. Now work pretty much controls most everything, except for I have a very strict Saturday Sunday policy where I do not work or meet or talk or check emails. Nothing happens on Saturday and Sundays because that is mm. family time. So, so that is my. I'm angry that what I hear is like work-life balance, work-life balance. There's books on work-life balance. There's courses you can take on work-life balance. There's whole people who have careers over like talking about work-life balance. Yep. And I feel like it's not real. And it's really this, what is this? A scale, I guess. What is that like scale that 
goes like this. It's a scale, but I don't know what it's called. But there's a name of it, about. right? Yeah. So that's that scale where you put something on one and the other side goes up, and it's like a yeah. seesaw type thing. Yeah. And I seesaw. feel like that's really how life is. And I had a friend, Nikki, say this to me, and they said, <laughs> when I had a lot of stuff going on the week before last, they were, I was like, oh, like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't have no time for antler. Da da da. And they were just like, you might just be a shitty dad this week. Like this week, you're probably going to be a shitty dad. And you're probably not going to be a good partner either. And you're probably not going to be a good friend. Like you're just not going to be good with those relationships. And you're going to be really good at your work this week. And it's just a week. And maybe there'll be weeks ahead where you'll be really shitty at work. And really great in your parenting and your partnership. And that really flipped a switch for me of accepting that, like, yeah, you know, it's okay if I'm, like, a shitty dad for this period of time. Because it's not forever. And it's not my intention. So it's not like I'm, like, planning to be a shitty dad forever. So it was just, it was just like, I found myself annoyed at the 50-50 of just the work-life balance conversation because it's illusion. And then I also found myself annoyed because most of the times the focus is on working more, especially in the entrepreneur world, the business world. It's like, wake up at 4 a.m. Wake up. I was listening to something the yep. other day that I turned off because they were like, I'm a beast and I every day I work like a beast and I wake up at 3 a.m. And I just thought like, at what point are you not waking up or are you just staying like – at what point is it morning and night? Because 3 a.m. feels like it's not the morning yet. It sounds like you're waking up in the middle of the night to start your day. And like, right. will you soon wake up at 2 a.m.? And then will it be like, I wake up at 1.30 a.m.? And it's just like, I don't I don't know. Like, is that? I don't know. So that's my own tangent of annoyance of that, like, you know, motivation porn, as I call it, it's just like make it's like made to make you feel bad almost. Yep. Where if you're not waking up at 3 a.m., then you must be failing. Like, get your shit together, my friend. Um, and then I always wonder, like, what do these people go to bed at like six? They go to bed I'm at like six them. o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, well, who, who, like, what do you, when do you eat dinner? When do you see your family? <laughs> right. So it's just well, like I think what... everybody's so it's like okay, okay so okay. let's preface some stuff like what your job go. requirement is, right? So mm-hmm. you might have a job where you have a certain time to show up, right? And I know there's and then a lot of times you can just leave that work at alone. You know, you don't have to bring it home with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. Right? I don't know that life. Right, like I haven't lived that life in a long time. Right. I, sometimes I fantasize that that would be a nice life. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's my daydream. Like, but then oh. I go back to like, am I losing my freedom? Right. So it's like all <laughs> comes back to freedom. But I think now because of what's happened in 2020, 2021, where everybody's more working from home, everybody's more connected on social devices. Like you've lost the the view of like if you're a, a train conductor. Like you can't drive a train at home, right? Like you have to be at work on the train, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this other thing if you, it kind of in the situation where if you're building a house, you know, and you're a bricklayer, you're not building bricks before dinner time, right? Like at your house, most of the time you're doing that on the job. 
So there's the thing Most of the like times, except for Most those few time. times that you bring the, the bricks time. home. What happens like, <laughs> I notice is like people that do construction for their life, like they have projects at their house that they constantly never finish. Right? Oh, gotcha. It's the theme right. of like, I got to lay bricks, but you're so exhausted from doing construction all day that like the last thing you want to do is come home and just do that. Cause you want to come home and chill. Like right. you want to freaking chill. And so I think there's, so it's like looking at your own situation where for my situation, work never really shuts off. It's always constantly in my brain. It's always thinking about how I can do right. things better. It's like thinking about another marketing angle. It's thinking about a class I could take that improves this, right? So it never actually fully shuts off. So I have to like program time in my schedule to shut work off. And mm -hmm. that's like going to the movie tonight to see Kate and I went to see James Bond last Friday. We, I didn't think about work once we're just in the movie. We're like there with James Bond, you know, and like <laughs> tonight when I go to my movie, it's like, I'm just going to be there. I'm not going to be worried about other things that happen that's there. So I think where it gets, so it's like taking your own situation individually. And I think what you said is like Saturday, Sunday, I don't touch it. I actually love to work Saturday mornings. I mm. love it. Nobody's working nobody's bothering me. Like I can just go to the office, knock a bunch of stuff out in three hours and then I just can go home or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's space that I enjoy, but I think where I'm having the biggest challenge being here so far has been, because one thing I noticed is that I have meetings like throughout the week. So I know you and I are doing these calls, but like my Monday, so which, when during the week am I the least productive? Monday mornings, until about 1 p.m. And then Friday afternoons, hands down, like <laughs> unproductive. So what I realize now is like, if I want to meet somebody, Monday mornings are great. Because usually we take the kid to school, then I can come back, go to the beach, get a workout. It's like, I have to gentle back into the work life. And I notice that Monday mornings are like my least productive because I'm like exhausted from the weekend of hanging out with kids. And then it was Friday afternoons. By Friday afternoons, I'm pretty cooked. You know, so it's like, okay, if I could balance like work, like hang out with people those times, or mm -hmm. maybe it's time to recharge and get ready for the week on Monday mornings, go to the beach, get a workout, you know, something like that. And then it's like, have one day a week where I'm doing meetings, you know, where mm -hmm. I can schedule or like doctor's appointments or have my doctor's appointments or things like that on Monday after Monday mornings or Friday afternoons, you know, where it's like the outs, like giving people my time, like, where can mm. I give people my time? And so I looked at like, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately when I look at my week schedule. Mm. Um, Cause everybody's just going to be like, want to try to get something in. So during Monday afternoons to Friday mornings, I need to be in money making mode, like production. It's like, when, how am I making money during that time? And I think that's knowing like the kids come home at pretty much the same time every day. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, they leave at the same time every day. Mm -hmm. And then how, during those hours, what am I doing for myself that's in there? I don't necessarily need to go to the gym every day, even though it's is beneficial for me at this, like right now in my life, like where I'm at now, like getting back in after my broken knee. But if I can get there two to three times a week, that could be super beneficial. So it's like, where do I schedule that in? And that's kind of what I've been thinking about my week at this moment to maybe ease some of that. But I don't, I think maybe a lot with the work time 50 50 stuff, it comes from people that would just like go to a factory, like go to the factory and then come home and they're done, mm. you know? And then they're like with their family. But I also am curious, like, where did that come from? 
it, I think it was all made up by somebody. Yeah, um, probably the workforce. They're like, listen, probably. this is fifty fifty. You work five days a week and two days off. That's very fifty fifty. <laughs> right? Like someone someone worked really hard to convince us that that was really important. Right. Right. Uh, it's just like the breakfast cereal it worked really into hard it. to make sure breakfast was really important. The most right. important meal. Yeah. So, and saying that this is good for your cholesterol, which is like cinnamon toast crunch. It's like, oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. It has the red heart on it. So it must yeah. mean it's healthy. It's you got know, it's iron. Like, You're fine. Yeah, You'll be it's, fine. It's fine. The 45 grams of sugar and a half a cup of cereal. That doesn't right. matter. It's fine. It doesn't right. matter. It's like, yeah. And it's got eight yeah. grams of protein that all come from the milk that have nothing to do with cereal. <laughs> but that I like clearly, right? There was something that shifted that concept. And sorry, uh, if uh, we should disclaim and apologize to anybody that's a cinnamon toast crunch eater, we might have just insulted right. somebody about or just you. a cereal in general. I mean, you know, I like I have an addiction to cookies. It's a problem. Um, so <laughs> it is really a problem. It, like yeah. I have to actively not eat cookies for a period of time because I'm like I've got. I've got to restrain. I have to hold yes. back. This week is a not, no cookie week, actually, because I mm. I need to bring the balance back to my what life. What kind of cookies? Chocolate chip cookies, baby. Just straight up. Yeah, me too. Just old yeah. school. Like it's a bit. I'm telling you, it's legitimately a problem. So yeah, I have was say me. I decided. Well, let's go on the chocolate chip cookie for a second. Yeah, I decide I have a sugar issue of like wanting to crave too much sugar. So I decided mm. I only eat chocolate chip cookies. And it's like, I only eat them if they're baked from a bakery or at, like at a restaurant. And then same thing with ice cream. It's like, I'll oh. only have chocolate, um, chocolate ice cream or chocolate desserts and then chocolate chip ice cream. Like it's my favorite. And they so have I'm to like, be why? good. I yes. don't waste it. Right. No. Right. Like some, someone will give me a cookie and I'll take a bite and I'll be like, not worth it. No offense. No. Not eating it. Janely bought me no. cookies and I said, never buy these cookies again. And they've been sitting there for like, they're just going to sit in the pantry till they go stale so that we can allow ourselves to throw them out because yeah. that's what we do. Right. It's like, I don't want to waste food, but I'll just let it sit there right. until the expiration date tells me it's okay to throw it out. <laughs> good so we literally have a box that's sitting there. Um, but yeah, that's how I balance. That's my balance there is like, yeah. you know, uh, recognizing what, what fills my craving. Cause some people are like, love croissants and i'm like i don't need a croissant just give me a cookie you know pie i don't need anything just cupcake people love frosting a cup i don't need any of that just like a nice cookie and i'm good but the dilemma is i eat like i have a hard time just eating one cookie yes like i just put them in the freezer but it really goes into this that? conversation though like that that lack addiction thing that we have because it now. does it, for me it comes back to lack if I don't eat 20 cookies right now, I'm never going to get to enjoy Like, this is it. This is my yes. moment. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, this is my moment. Yes. This is it. It's like, no, there'll be, there's chocolate cookie around the corner. You can have it tomorrow too, right? Yes. But it's this, so it's the same thing when it comes to work. And what happens to me is I start getting so tight and I feel very restricted mm. and then I feel stuck mm. and I'm like physically stuck in a box that I put myself in by thinking like, there's no more cookies. I have to eat all these yeah. cookies. And it's like, with yeah. work, I got to get it all in now because if I don't get it all down, then I'm not going to be accomplished. And then what's going to come? That's and then point. my wife's not going to like think I'm a significant man, right? It's like, right. it comes down to these internal emotions that mm -hmm. we, because that's what it all comes to, right? There's something underlying that's driving these things. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the cookie. 
right? Even mm-hmm. though it is about the cookie, but it's not about the cookie. Right. So it, isn't, it, like, it isn't. gets into this, where does that come from? And I think what you sh- shared, it's even like, oh, Mike, I, I'm going to feel shame if I tell Mike I'm not going to Top Golf next week. It's like maybe Thursday afternoon is not the time to go to Top Golf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's mm-hmm. Monday morning for Mike, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's Monday morning or Friday afternoon, you know, is the time for Mike to go to Top Golf. Cause I don't really want to go to the Top Golf unless it's a group of people on the weekend. Cause then it's so crowded. Right. No. But you know, or whatever, mm. whatever, whatever the, right. whatever the talk is. Right. But no, I mean, it's a good point. I think that f- what you just said that really pinged in, pinged me was like this concept of having to get it in this week. So someone would be like, oh, can I meet with you? And being like, no, <laughs> you can't meet yeah. with me this week. Like, I'm busy. I'm too full. But next yeah. Wednesday, I have time. Let's do it. And I, that definitely resonates for me. And then that's where the that balance, I really want to know what the scale is called. That scale, seesaw scale, which you're going to, there we go. One day we'll have a search person. Right. And we'll be like, can you get it? What's that thing? And we'll have a projector and it'll be like, oh, that's what it is. One day we'll Maybe. work our way up to that, to a researcher. That's what it would be, a research person. And then I try to fit it all in. And then I feel like I have no life balance or, or whatever. Screw the word balance. Then I feel like I have no life because, and I put this meeting and then that pushes this over. And now all of a sudden I'm not finishing till 630 and Antler goes to bed at 730. And now I've only got an hour. And then I feel like a shitty dad. Cause I only saw my dad, my son for one hour today because in the morning I wake up with him, but then within a half hour, I'm like, I love you. I'm going to work out. And he asks right. me, are you going to work out? Dada? Are you going to the gym? Dada? And I say, yes. Meanwhile, he doesn't leave till 830. So there's like two hours. I could be home. But I know that going to the gym, just it's good for my mental health, period. Yeah. Like it, it's so good for my mental health. So so then I spiral, and then I feel like I'm a shitty dad, and then I feel like I need to make up for it on the weekends and like do extravagant things with him, which spends money. And then when I go to work, I'm like, well, I have to make money because that's the only value I offer Mm. to this family dynamic right. because I'm not fucking there, right? Like I have all these like negative voices that go off. And so again, bringing it back to what my friend Nikki said of just recognizing that like some weeks I might be a shitty dad and other weeks I might be a shitty worker and that's totally fine. It's totally, I think that's where I would use the word balance is like making sure that there's not too many weeks of being a shitty dad over being a shitty worker for me because that's important mm-hmm. to me right and so because like antler's birthday is the end of next week and i know i will be an awesome dad that week and a shitty worker next week because my mom's coming um and you know like it's going to be all about antler for like five days and i know for a fact i will not be getting back to emails on time and all of those things so i guess that's where I find my balance. That's where I allow that word balance to come in and just like forgive myself for forgive myself for having this expectation of this perfect balanced work and life. Right. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if we ever figure that out. I don't it's called a balance scale dual side. So okay, dual well, that's side. why I don't use that. Oh, it's called the dual side. I thought it was the whole thing because I'm like, that's why or I don't use that. there's also a double pan balance scale. So I see a couple different names. All right. That feels like too 
long. So I like seesaw scale. I feel like everyone knows what you're talking about. Seesaw it's scale, yeah. very right. Like it doesn't it's matter your down. class or your education. You know exactly yeah, you know what, what the hell I'm talking about. Right. Yep. You know what a seesaw is. You know what a scale is. You put them together and you get it. Right. Yep. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't think there's any solution, right? There's like no, you can't be like, oh, here's the five tips that we can get to fix right. this problem, right? right? It's not fixable. I feel like that's right. until the day we die, there are going to be this out of balance whack. And, you know, you can read well, books I, about what are the- I don't want to be on it, my deathbed, though, thinking like, I should have spent more time with my son and not working. Like, I want to at least feel like- my work was significant and my the time i spent with family was also significant right i don't know if that equates to time though because the value you bring to a work or a, a position in life could some people do right like some people don't do much and offer so much value or don't give a if lot of time if you died today if you died today do you feel like let's say you're dying right now oh, right fuck. like and okay. it's eleven twelve a.m. over here. At noon, you're going to die. So you're Dead. on your deathbed right now. Would you right. say that you have not spent enough time? Have you spent too much time working and not enough time with your family? I think that I would say I've spent too much time working and not enough with my family. But I think it goes back to what you said earlier, which is because I feel lack financially. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like... I, I'm not leaving my family with this abundance of wealth to take care and sustain throughout their lives. So what the fuck was I spending all that time working anyway? Mm. I should have just been chilling with the fam because they're in no better financial situation now than, you know, the four last five years of, which is a lie. That's not true, but when I think about dying and I think about wealth that extends past my ability to bring in the income. Right. Um, so then and it goes back to that lack, that lack concept right. where about the cookies. Because a reflection yep. I have for you. Yeah, is, please. I like how, how, who told you it's like your legacy is driven by finances. Cause that's kind of what it sounds like. It's like, I didn't leave enough mm. wealth for my family. So I didn't do enough good job working. So, like, why even work? Mm -hmm. Right? But, like, if we, in the Chris Mosier interview, mm -hmm. you had a big effect on him. And so, for trans men, like, you've created a, you know, a, a really great platform that has, you don't know actually what your legacy of your life is going to tail out. And, I mean, if you direct it only to Jenny Lee and Antler... Okay, when you say it's monetary, like it's just the money's perspective, like, but mm -hmm. the career that you've also built is giving benefit to them, mm -hmm. and that it's also going to be this other aspect of like how it how it spread across these people that you've influenced that you don't even know. Yeah, right. So it's it we get it gets dangerous when we put these like this really small parameter on. It's like my work didn't bring enough money, so it didn't support the family in this way that is like the society, like it's a societal thing, right? right. I know there's a safety and security that comes with it. I, I follow, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't want to die today and be like, I mean, your family's like, what the fuck? 
you know, right. it's like the worst case. What's the worst case scenario if you die in now 45 minutes? Like, what's the worst case scenario that's going to happen with your kid and your wife? Um, sorry, there's like a someone backing up or music playing or that's something. That's God talking to you, dude. That's like, dude, oh, yeah? I'm coming for what's you. I'm coming. Oh, the trash oh, fuck. guy. That's oh, fuck. the trash guy. <laughs> you're going to throw me in the trash. Damn, you're going to do me like that. I'm like, okay. All right. You're dying at noon. And you're getting thrown in the fucking trash. It sounds like a murder, not a death. You know, I feel like those are two different things. But, (laughs) well, I mean, the worst case, and I do this all the time with, like, job, like, potential pilot, like, you know, all of the projects I have. And, like, worst case, I've already done. Like, I'm privileged enough where my worst case would be I have to move back in with my mother and live in the basement, which I've already done, except now I have a kid. (laughs) And I didn't right. before. <laughs> so that so that right. is never scary to me because, again, like I have that safety and security um, f- through my mother. And I, I think that I, I'll have to think more about that, why it's rooted in that. Because I know I inherently, truthfully, authentically know that money is not everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I have, I think it's the, if it's, if it, I think it's the one thing I am kind of like, quote unquote, missing. Like I have a lot of amazing other things and so much going for me that so many people don't have. I just like, I really do. And I'm so aware of it. And I just really want to fucking go on vacation (laughs) and be able to afford it. Right. And that, and that, that's where I think that lack comes from of like, Mm -hmm. Like uh, Jaylee and I have spent, and this isn't a pity party, but like Jaylee and I have spent 12 years together this January and we have three times, I think if I can remember, I think it's three times we have bought each other Christmas gifts or bought each other birthday gifts because we have always been just strapped for cash. And so I don't want that. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want her to live and like, I don't want Antler to grow up thinking like that and maybe there's probably so many layers to this that I'll have to like think about and dive into deeper, but money is a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not getting into that here. Um, And since you brought it up, I think that is a lot of like, I'm very aware of what I have and it's so easy to focus on the thing you don't. Right. Right. It's so easy to think about that type of stuff. So I think in this moment, I mean, this is like the men and providing and it's real. I mean, even with my own relationship, like we have a great, like the life I imagined, you know, there's many ways, like things that I visioned a long time ago are happening. Right. It's, Mm. and so from a, let's say a money perspective and also this aspect of Kate was the face of our company and I worked behind the scenes and as soon as I left behind the scenes, I'm not going to speak for her everything, but this is through my understanding, right? It's like she didn't feel safe and secure anymore because we weren't working hand in hand. Now the man's out there, mm. and this is this is society-driven, right? And so it went to the man's out there not making money directly, right? It's like we had a company together. We built a company together. We're living off the what we built together. and But mm-hmm. it's like... Kate's over here. Mike's over here. For those of you listening, just think of your right and left hand, right? It's, and so Mike was not making money for the family. 
But like in my head, I'm like, I'm fu- the fucking family's running because of my, like we are doing everything because of the way I'm running the fam. Like I'm running the family, right? Mm-hmm. And so the the besides like you know Kate w- is with stuff with the kids in school. She's on top of that a little bit more because some reason at school like dads don't exist. It's hilarious, <laughs> you know. It's hilarious. But it's also accurate, right? It's also probably programming of accuracy. And I'm like more engaged in this whole shebang in our school. But basically, mm-hmm. it's like, besides that piece, everything else is like Mike is in charge of, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm adding plenty of value. But for her, we had these issues where it's like, well, you're not providing financially to our life. And so it's like, I'm, that's not going to be forever. I'm spending all my time healing my skin, which is not exactly my dream, that I, reality of what I wanted. That your dream job? Like, yeah, I'm gonna take six months off and be like, just chill on the beach. And it's like, I wish that was my six months off, but no, it's like mm-hmm. my skin's falling off, so putting it back together. So it's been this interesting dynamic shift that's happened in the last six months in our relationship, where it's like, okay, because now I started working, now I'm making some money, right? It's not providing, it's not providing everything to cover business expenses, but also my expenses are very low like running the mm-hmm. Mike J Watts consulting business, let's say, versus like the origin company. And mm-hmm. so we're in this weird kind of place that we've had to navigate of getting it back into a financial clarity of asking like what each of us want, right? And it's even as simple as saying like, hey, I want to bring in $10,000 a month and that will cover X, Y, Z, right? And so it's like, get clear there, which knows, okay. And then I know that's the beginner. That's what I'm going to work on for the next six months. And the next year I could do it from this standpoint, but it's the same thing for me where it's like, okay, I got to work all the time now because I got to make that. Let's just the numbers, $10,000 a month, right? I hit that shit. So it's like, if I can go in and grind for five days a week, like don't bother me, leave me alone. And especially with a masculine dominant energetic male for me, it's like when I, I will always gravitate towards freedom. You know, I will always go to like, I'm being boxed in. How the fuck can I get free? Running away, mm-hmm. getting away from my mm-hmm. family, doing this. Mm-hmm. That's not the solution most of the time because that's not life, right? Mm-hmm. Like life is I want predictability, but that's not life, mm-hmm. right? So for me has been in the last two months for sure. It's been like, okay, we're at a place where it's like, oh, like I said, the two month window, it's like, let's start laying these things down because I know I know the future. If I keep going and operating the way that I'm doing, where it's like, okay, get to the $10,000 a month, that number, that number, boom, 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 we're getting it, we're getting it, we're getting it. I will experience a skin explosion or some sort of other breakdown is going to happen. And I'm catching it much earlier now because I know the pattern for me. It's like the cookies, mm. right? It's like if mm. I go get the cookies <laughs> and I start eating the cookies because there's not enough cookies, then I'm going to gain like 15 pounds by the end of the month. Right. It's just like, no, just freaking chill. There's plenty of cookies. There's so many cookies. There's so <laughs> many chocolates and cookies in the world. Right. For me, it's like, okay, there's a way to do this that works. So mm-hmm. how is it? And if you're in a partnership, you got to talk it with your partner for mm-hmm. sure. But I think it mm-hmm. does come back to our own individual, like what's driving this? Where is it that we feel? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. But I think the money piece, right. perspective, legacy, generational wealth, I know mm-hmm. for us, we've set up some stuff regarding our retirement accounts and life insurance situation that if I do die, I know, like if I die at noon today, you know, from the trash truck backing into me or something, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I know financially they're supported. 
because we right. have this life insurance policies that we have in place that will take care of the family for a while, mm -hmm. right? Not for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. but for probably a number of years. And so it's like from that place, it feels good. That's like the supports there, but it is an interesting thing where the work life, the work life thing is, isn't, is tough for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a stage, right? It's like, if we look at our business in quarters, it's like every quarter, like we're mapping out the next year. I'm looking at the first quarter of 2022. I have to do the same thing in our own, my own life. It's like, what went great mm. regarding this last, maybe it's month, week, quarter. And then what would Which I we're like gonna to do better do, at? We're going to do an episode on that just for people who are like, ooh, I need yeah, to plan. do that. Yeah, Mike's going to lead that episode because I've <laughs> done it uh, barely. Um, but I will be learning that episode also. And it, yeah. it, overall, right? So what have we learned? Work-life balance is a fraud. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. You might die by getting hit by a garbage Trash truck. truck. Yeah. Right. So make sure like whatever you are spending your time on, you can feel good about. And like me, figure out what it is if you don't feel good about it. Right. So because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I need to re shift my 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 view, my vantage point of like what I'm seeing. And and also like I think at the end of the day, this this conversation is so great because this is the conversation that's not being had amongst men, which is we don't have all of the answers. And nobody really knows what the answer is because every man is different and every man in their relationship is different. And what we really need to do is hold space for all the differences and all yes. the different pieces that everyone's life has that doesn't look like yours. And waking up at 3 a.m., is probably not going to be helpful. It's not going to be helpful for me, right? If so you like, wake up at three a.m. and you like it, it's okay. Aiden right. is not <laughs> right. I'm like I'm not sh shitting all over that. I'm just saying like that's not for me, right? Because yeah. I know that one of my big priorities is being a good dad, and so that's not going to work for me. Right, it's just not going to. And I like sleeping. Sleeping is valuable in my mind too. So waking up at three a.m. is not going to work. Um, so. All of that to be said is I'm really curious what everyone else, all the listeners, people listening right now, like, what do you do to get, you know, some type of feeling good about the amount of time you're working and the amount of time you're not like taking the word balance out, but what is something yeah. you do? How do you measure that? So one of my measurements that I mentioned today was making sure that Saturday and Sunday is off limits for work. That's how I've been able to sustain right now, right? And if I heard you correctly, Mike, it's like figuring out when to work is best for you. So Saturday mornings, yep. you knock it out. Monday in the beginning of the day and Friday at the end of the day, like you need to do things that are like rejuvenating, either mm -hmm. preparing you and just like re umphing up what you like to do, having fun right. and, and living life. So it's just, it's, I, I mean, it's containing, it's creating that structure in the container for your work and life in that way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's the freeing piece is like, if we can figure that out, right. then we're a little bit more relaxed or calm. And I feel like the more we create those containers, the less we're going to feel like the way we've described today. Agreed. And that's my, what do I know? A guy in Miami. Yeah. I don't know. But right. it's like, that's what know. feels it's like, I know 
I'm responsible for basically taking out the trash in our house, right? Nobody else does it. Yeah. It's like, great. I do that's that too. Yeah, you know, it's my thing. And I'll so I think for the same thing, it's like, I, you know, like scheduling my week out where it feels rejuvenating to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like and so waking I... up early. So I'm a wake up early person, not 3 a.m., but anywhere between 4.15 and 5.30. So for those out there, I like getting up before everyone. Yeah. Don't call me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I did five for quite a while. That was good. But uh, yeah. So <sighs> there it is. I think if you. I think we're good. Right. This feels. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll yes. see you in the next episode. Thanks. <laughs> I'll get it. Cut all of that out. Uh, yes. Say it again. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will catch you in the next episode. Please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram. That's where you can go ahead and leave some of your tricks and tips and the things you do to create a flow that feels really good to you and doesn't make you feel like crap or like you're spending too much time in one particular area you can follow us on instagram at the state of men and please leave us a five-star review on apple or wherever you're listening to this podcast we appreciate you we love you and we'll catch you in the next episode